Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. Tonight I have joining me on the cast a great motley crew. We have a couple we're down a couple of co-hosts, but thankfully we got a couple of people who were uh, who were willing to join us after we roofie culotted them. So thank thank to them. But here we got with us tonight, we've got Zyberblood joining us. How you feeling, man? I'm doing better than last weekend. A lot better than last weekend. I'm surprised I'm drinking tonight. Oh dude. Oh man. Drinking a whole bottle of rum kinda kinda Threw a wrench in the things. Yes, I woke up um, half naked in the tub. <laughs> and we got joining us also tonight, Damoc. Damoc, how you feeling, guy? Uh, not too bad. It's good to be back. It's been a while. It has been a while, man. Glad to have you back. And we have a super, super special guest. Uh, I don't know if you guys listened to it last week. I think it was last week or the week before. Blue was out on their show. So we dragged one of them, kicking and screaming, of course, but we dragged one of them over here to hang out with us for, for a night. We've got Caleb from Geek Squatch. How you feeling, guy? I'm good, man. It's a little early over here on the West Coast, but uh, I'm good. That means I got more evening ahead of me to uh, mess around, you know? So, yeah, so Geek Squatch is a nostalgia podcast where we go into topics that we find interesting from the 80s and 90s from when we grew up. So if you're an 80s or 90s kid, we have a show on, well, hopefully to have a show on every topic that you find interesting. Um, some of them, you know, are a little obscure, but we kind of try to delve into the history behind that thing. Because when you're a kid, you don't really know how things are made. You know, as an adult, I'm fascinated by voice actors. So we do talk a lot about that on the last episode, which is Darkwing Duck. We talk about Jim Cummings, who's a prolific voice actor, did the voice of Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, uh, Darkwing Duck, and just he's got a IMDb page that's like 5,000 pages long because he just does so many characters. In fact, he's the voice of the new Winnie the Pooh, uh, or sorry, the the stuffed Winnie the Pooh in the new Ewan McGregor, Christopher Robin movie, which... You know, of course he is, because you, you wouldn't know anyone else other than uh, the gentleman, I'm, and I'm blanking on his name, who did the original 1965 movie that Disney produced. So, you know, we've got episodes on Chrono Trigger, um, Ninja Turtles, just one of those on the original. Um, well, it's kind of like an overview. We haven't done an in-depth one on Ninja Turtles. we got to do... We have a riff tracks on uh, Star Wars: A New Hope, which is pretty funny. That's our fiftieth episode. Uh, what else we got? We got. We haven't done Super Metroid yet. That's one I want to do. Alex really wants to do an episode on finding porn in the woods. Uh, Alex is my co-host. He's a little crazy. Um, that episode will probably happen sooner than later. But the next one, which I'm very excited about, is on the last dragon show enough god that was a uh, that was a classic movie i don't want to say a great movie but it was a classic movie yeah it's um it's not good i mean objectively speaking it's not good it is good because it is bad it's one of those you know we all know that show enough is a bad character but he's amazing in how bad he is but he did a decent job of acting poorly Oh, yes. I mean, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean by it. It's 
It's a movie that is flawed in many, many ways, but is glorious in so many of those ways as well. Like it's like simultaneously this thing that I love to hate and hate to love. Well, you say Super Metroid. I think that actually came up on a cup. Uh, it was a while ago, but some on some of the other shows, that was one of my favorite games ever, like hands down ever. Oh, it's top 10 for me as well. Maybe even top five. Chrono Trigger is my number one game of all time. Um, but Super Metroid is in, in that short list for sure. Yeah, it's got that. Uh, the thing that brought me to Super Metroid was the nostalgia of it because I played Metroid. I loved Metroid. I played the, you know, the Samus Returns and okay, yeah, whatever. It was a Metroid. But then playing Super Metroid, going back to the planet, seeing everything kind of as you left it when you go climbing down to find where you actually fought Mother Brain was just a mm-hmm. uh, nostalgia kick to the max. Yeah, it's one of those games that does what it does so well that, I mean, we use it as part of a descriptor for a type of genre. I mean, Metroidvania games, We you, when I say that and you're a gamer, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, it's, it's that Metroid, uh, Super Metroid slash Castlevania Symphony of the Night type of game that's hack and slash with some light RPG elements that is a platformer. We we all know what I'm talking about when I say that. And so it's very important in history. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us on the show. We, Thanks of for course, having me. have to kick in to the most important thing that we have to do on every show. What is everybody drinking? Let's go around the room. Let's do that in reverse. Kale, let's start with you. What are you drinking, man? I am having a nice Coke Zero. 27, sorry, 2018 vintage. Um, it's not very alcoholic, I have to say. It's kind of surprising. Uh, there's nothing in it to make it super spicy. Uh, it's got a nice, you know, trying to survive the day through caffeine feel to it. Um, yeah, I don't drink. 2018 was a, was a great vintage. Exactly. Well, not drinking, it's okay. I think the rest of us on the show will drink enough to make your liver feel bad. Yeah, I mean, I drink, I just don't drink alcohol. Um, it has nothing to do with like a like a distaste for it. I just don't partake, you know? It's cool if you do. Don't judge. Hey, we, we don't judge here. We, we, we like having everybody on, especially a sober, like, stabilizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am the designated driver uh, pretty much everywhere, so... <laughs> what you got, Zyber? All right. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. That's, That's a lie, Cecil. Cecil. Some, Some of, of us do judge. judge. When, it, when comes it comes to Senor, Senor Blue, Blue Shark, Shark, he judges, he judges anyone, anyone blue. blue. You're right. He does not like blue people at all. So, Damoc, what are you drinking, man? Uh, It's 75%, 100% vodka. I don't know. Then it's a splash of orange juice and some cranberry juice. Right, it's the second one tonight. We'll see how sloppy I get in about 20 minutes. All right, so I got to ask, what type of vodka is it? Is it is it a decent vodka? Is it swill? What, what do you got in there? Oh, it's garbage vodka. It's uh, the Smirnoff 100%. That's why it's drowned with, you know, cranberry and orange juice. All right. Well, does it at least taste good? Pretty much. It tastes like uh, cranberry and orange juice. It's not too bad. Uh, but I have a high tolerance. So, yeah, it'll probably take three of these to put me down. So, Zyberblood, tell us what you're drinking, man. Well, I am partaking of a um, favorite company of mine, and that's Pipeworks Brewing. I am drinking their Gallius uh, Bavarian, or sorry, Belgian-style IPA. Um, yeah, 
<sighs> it's it's very very grapefruit taste without being too high on the on the scales. Um, is it's the uh crap? It's a um shit. I can't I can't remember off the top of my head right now. He's had too many of them already. Yeah, I'm on my last one out of the pack right now. <laughs> All right. Well, if you were gonna eat something with it. Um, I would definitely say something on the lines of like Italian food, something saucy. Uh, I'd lean more toward red sauce. Yeah, rock on, rock on. Well, I myself, I am drinking something from Third Street Brew House called Hoplift IPA. Uh, it's a six point two by volume, and they come in these nice little sixteen ounce cans. Um, now I've been uh. I've been chugging these things down. We actually found them. I forget exactly where we found them, but we found them somewhere, and we found them in these little four-packs. I'm like, oh, these are nice, and they're nice, good, big-sized cans, but I found a glass that could actually hold two of them at once, so it it completely maximizes my ability to intake beer quickly. Uh, It's really, really nice. It's got a... I guess I would describe this as the typical IPA. It's hoppy. It's got a bit of grapefruit to it. Uh, the only thing that's a little bit surprising is how sweet it is. I wasn't expecting it to be as sweet as it is. It's really, really nice, though. It's really, really smooth. It leaves a good lingering taste in your mouth, and it's not like that, uh, like some of those IPAs that you get where it's a really skanky flavor in your mouth afterwards. This is a really nice, hoppy flavor that kind of lasts with you. I would put this with something really, really... Maybe maybe not not so sweet, but something like meat that would go really well with sweet, like maybe ribs. Ribs, probably like barbecue ribs or slow-cooked ribs would go really, really well with this. I wouldn't go with a burger. I'd probably go with something a little bit lighter like pork, maybe chicken. Maybe like a teriyaki chicken would probably pair well with it too. But it's really nice. It's really smooth. I could probably make this an all-day drinker, and especially at 6.2 ABV, it's not going to hit me nearly as hard as like, 90 minutes or stardust or something like that it's by third street brew house it's really really nice and i think you can find it in most of your local stores down here in virginia all right so next topic we always try to kick into state of games let's reverse that around um Zyberblood, what's your state of games man all right my state of games is mods if it can be mod you know crazied I've been playing it lately, mostly like uh, some Bethesda games, um, Fallout, Skyrim. Um, let's see, I jumped into Witcher, tried some uh, mods out for Witcher 2. Um, uh, Starbound, I hopped into some mods on that. And lately, just mod crazy. Um, I'm digging a lot of the... Um, development textures that some of these people are putting out there and yes i did make it more real life and added nipples to everything okay so here's my question about modern and i i always it's a double-edged sword for me because i love some of the things that they come out with mods but how do you feel it does with the optimization of the game um the thing that i'm mainly trying to do is see what this rig can handle on, like, what I'm throwing at it with these mods. Um, A lot of the mods that I'm finding, though, right out of the gate, will not open. 
Um, so there's stability issues, even though on the sites it's saying, hey, this works. And it causes me to have to say, okay, I'm glad I backed up that file so I can repaste it in. <laughs> but my problem that I always see with mods is every time I go and use a mod, I always find that the optimization of whatever game I'm playing starts to plummet. So, uh, like, a, a great, for instance, would be, well, let's use Skyrim. Or, well, I think Oblivion was the last Elder Scrolls I really modded the hell out of. So, it, I put in some great texture mods on it. And I started, and now the, the system I was using at the time basically could handle Oblivion times 10. So, it, you know, it definitely wasn't the system being an issue with being able to, like, like, bottleneck on it. But I found that as I started adding in some very, very simple mods, just some expanded textures, just so I could get up to, you know, a, a 2K resolution, I started noticing that my frame rates and stuff like that would tank at certain spots. Um, I just noticed that, like, really a lot of the optimization in the game just gets really, really hosed up whenever I tried to use some of the really great mods out there. My thing with the optimization that I'm finding with a lot of them is when I use weapon mods that are, like, godly modded out to where the whole um, world that you're playing in has a shockwave through it. Um, and, like, say, say for uh, Fallout, I'm using a fat boy. And I launched six of those fuckers with a rapid-fire fat boy. Um, I could be playing for, like, say, four hours and then go um, from, like, Sanctuary where I fired them to um, the, the Diamond City and then still have, like, that lag, like, travel and it caught up. What about you guys, Damoc, Caleb? You guys, you guys play some games? You guys ever mod games out? Uh, I never really messed with them because I've had um, limited success. The last time I tried to mod a game was probably the mid-2000s, and it just did not go well. So I've kind of st stayed away from them. Um, but I would totally be down for it now. They're a lot easier to install, generally speaking, and they're better made than they were back then. Uh, I just don't, I don't play any games that would take them currently. Fallout. Uh, I don't have a Fallout 4, but I keep thinking about it, and um, I would be down for that for sure. Well, on that note, Caleb, what's your state of games? What have you been playing lately? How do you feel games are? Games are good. Games 2018 is the best year to play video games ever, um, but that kind of goes for every year because it's always a good time to play video games. Um, I'm currently playing a lot of PUBG, um, a game is a lot of fun, and I hate it at the same time. Uh, it's very hard. I, I played Fortnite as well. I like it for its cartoony, arcadey feel compared to PUBG, and I understand why it's gaining more popularity, but PUBG is kind of like the big boy club, I feel. Um, playing a lot of that with my co-host, Alex, from Geek Squatch. Uh, we actually got a chicken dinner last night. It was super cool. Uh, and today I got my first frag uh, grenade kill by myself solo. That was like, the game makes you feel like a god. You know, when you get it right, when you kill someone by yourself or even in a squad, like the adrenaline high is is just through the roof. Um, and then I picked up Transistor from Supergiant Games recently. It was on sale. 
and I'm, I missed out on this game and I was an idiot because Transistor is amazing. If you're into turn-based strategy or I guess real-time strategy games, um, I can't recommend it enough. And, and it's just gorgeous and the story is brilliant. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm digging that a lot. Um, when, it, when you talk about PUBG, have you gotten into Escape from, what is it, Tovak? Tarkov, oh, yes. Tarkov, yes. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah, I picked that up that as way? well. There's a early adopter or pack or whatever you can get for. Uh, it was on sale for thirty five dollars, and that game makes PUBG look like like kindergarten. Um, not because it's harder, but the game has some serious potential for um, monetary shenanigans because you buy it and they give you like $200,000 and you have every time you go into a map if you die if you don't insure your gear and only certain kinds of gear can be insured it doesn't come back and your character is not persistent so like you die your character's Dead. I mean, I guess he regenerates, but you don't get any of that stuff back uh, unless you insured it. And then you have to wait, I think, like 12 hours to get it back. Also, there is a side note to that. If you insure it and somebody doesn't escape with it. So right. if you if you have this like pimped out M4 or something and I get it off of you and I exit the map with it, even if you insured it, you don't get it back. That's correct. So. It's brutal. I, I've watched some streamers that are very good at this game. And, you know, if you're really, really good at it, you're going to have a good time. If you're like me and you're so-so and you take like a lot of time to ramp up the curve to get decent at a game, you're going to have a rough go. And the fear with it is it's a Russian game and they may end up like when I don't I don't know what happens if you lose all your money. If you lost all your money, I don't know what you can do and how much of a trek you have to get back up to the top. Ah, yeah. Damoc and I have been playing Tarkov a bit, um, and yeah, yeah. When you're when you just when you want to run in and you don't want to lose any gear because you're just terrified that you're going to lose that pimped out piece of equipment, you just run in with a hatchet and you're like, "All right, I'm going to start scrapping people up now." <laughs> okay, that makes sense because I did run into a guy who all he had on him was a hatchet, and I was like, "What are you doing here?" Um, but it has interesting aspects to it. I I think it needs some work. But it's still an alpha, so I I, I dig so it. So, would you say that game is like the um uh, uh the division's dark zone on crack? How like people are so hunting prey when you're in the dark zone, waiting for you to get those uh, packs and choppered out. Once you send out that flare, everybody's on you. Yeah, that's actually a really good analogy. Um, the tension is way higher though. You know, the first person thing I think has a lot to do with it and you don't have as many options in Tarkov and that all depends on what gear you brought in, you know? So you could be really gimped. I mean, uh, a couple of mem- members of the podcast jumped in and, uh, we were dead within about 30 seconds. So <laughs> wasn't, that wasn't very fun. No, we were on some outside map and we popped in. We went over a little hill and literally just got like headshot. A boom, 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 all dead. Some guy was was definitely camping out that spawn. It sucked. Yeah, Tarkov is a Tarkov is a hell of a fun game. But man, you you describe it perfectly with the tension that's in it because 
you don't want to bring your good gear into Tarkov. You're like, I, I just, I want to bring in absolutely only what I need. And then when you find a great gun, you're like, man, I got to store this. And then you store it and you never <laughs> friggin' use it because you're afraid of losing it. Yeah. Uh, see the difference. So when I first started playing PUBG, I felt the same amount of tension. Like every game, my heart was just, just fluttering the whole time. And after playing Tarkov, I PUBG, I don't care about anymore. You know, I get, I get a hot increased heart rate when we get down to like the final 10, 12 people and I'm still in it and feeling pretty good. Then my heart kind of goes up and I actually have to like, remember to breathe. Um, but Tarkov is another level of stress that I just don't need in my life. So I don't know how much I'm going to play that game. Honestly. Very nice. What about you? Uh, Damoc? what's your state of games, man? Well, uh, since we were talking about Escape from Tarkov, I got some pretty nice decked out AKs. I took them into several matches. I got my ass handed to me on every occasion. Um, I lost everything. I had to do some hatchet runs. It didn't work out with the hatchet runs. I got spanked in those as well. Uh, so I'm taking a break from that one for a while until they wipe the maps and they release the new map. Other than that, I've been playing really simple games, uh, Civilization V, uh, Starbound, I just finished about a 30 hour campaign in Starpoint Gemini Warlords, and just for the hell of it and, you know, killing people, I've been playing uh, Bio Inc. Redemption that just got launched on Steam. But yeah, nothing crazy, simple games, because Tarkov, after Tarkov, I have to play simple games. Yeah, man, Tarkov <laughs> is like... It's so good, but it is so brutal. Like, I, I remember uh, Lord Sid first told us about that at work, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, Tarkov, yeah, whatever. And then I started watching a YouTuber do it, and I'm like, holy shit, this is pretty intense. <laughs> and then I jumped in, and literally, just like you said, Caleb, like, I, I jumped in within 30 seconds. I was dead. And I went in with, like, oh, well, okay, so minor story on that i got horribly drunk one night i said yeah yeah tarkov this could be great so i bought like the 150 dollar pack because i was drunk and because it seemed like a good idea at the time so i bought the, the 150 dollar pack which came with all this gear and all these weapons i'm like yeah this could be fucking amazing i'm gonna jump in here i'm a freaking wreck stuff yeah i jumped in and i'm like all right what am i doing i ran i don't even think i ran over a hill i think i ran into a building i looked left i looked right I looked back left, and this guy that was not standing there a second ago was now standing there. <laughs> I looked at him, and I should have just like clicked and pulled the trigger, but I literally looked at him and went, is that a player? Brap, brap, brap. Yep, that was a player. I'm dead. All that gear gone. Well, my state of games, I have been playing... Actually, I've been playing a bunch of different stuff lately, uh, which is interesting. I've been playing... I played the Sea of Thieves beta last weekend, which was fantastic. I'm really hyped about that game. Um... I can't say enough good things about it. I drank a lot of rum along with Zyber and played a lot of Sea of Thieves, so that was fun. Been playing a little bit of Stardew Valley again. I jumped back into that, and I am really, really, uh, I'm disappointed that I jumped back into that because it's like a, it's like cocaine. It's, it's like heroin. I, I'm now thinking about it when I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. Like, I'm literally thinking about Stardew Valley right now. Um... So I, I've got to I've got to wean myself off of that. I think I'm going to call that heroin from now on. I'm not even going to call it Stardew Valley. Other than that, I've been playing uh, a little bit of Division Two. 
Not not Division Two. I know Division Two was just announced recently, but I've been playing the Division as well. I was gonna say you got into that alpha really early, way early. Like I slid right in there. Like there was so much KY involved. Just, I mean, like I know people actually worked in that game, so <laughs> I was like, "How'd you get in?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been playing the Division as well. Um, I've got it on three. I've got it on all three systems now. So. I've been trying to like level everything up so that I can kind of be competent on each system. And I realize how poor of an idea that is because I did the same thing with Division 2. Or sorry, um, Destiny 2. And I tried to, <laughs> I'm trying to level myself out on all three systems. And I'm like, wow, this is just such a bad idea. It's a really easy way to get burnt out on a game. Do you like Diablo 3? Because like, I know a lot of people... Uh, I talk to Remy Ransom a lot, and he like really likes Diablo 3, and he says they're very similar, so, you know. I play a bunch of Diablo 3. I don't get into the... Okay, so I play games for the joy of playing games. <laughs> Noob. <laughs> I don't like jumping in and being like, I have to get this gear set and this gear set with this and this and this is going to max me out to this and I'm going to be able to... No, no, that's that's not me. I like jumping into a game. If a weapon feels good, I use it. Like, I was probably one of the only people who... Uh, oh, God. What was the, what was that weapon? It was uh, like the Queen's Wrath or something like that in Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. one of the only people who actually used it. But I used it because it felt good. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Just, it wasn't great. It, like I jumped into PvP and I got wrecked all the time. I didn't care. I enjoyed the weapon. It felt good in my hands, so I used it. You're not a min maxer then. No, no. I, I, I had, uh, I had about eight years of my life where I was min maxing, and uh, that was that was a lot of gray hair that I just did not need in my <laughs> life. So, I've I've come to the 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 quite comfortable conclusion that. I'm going to enjoy games for enjoying games. And if I find one that I'm good at, then I'm going to stop playing it. Good for you. So next thing we got going into was actually this one. uh, Blue shark popped into our topics, um, which was, I thought it was an interesting question. And I think this is more focused at at you and I, Caleb. Okay. Directly. But it's uh, what are you willing to give up to make this podcast? Number one, or, or, Essentially, your podcast, number one. Uh, are you even willing to give up something? So Blue couldn't be here tonight, so we, of course, got to make fun of Blue. Last time, we, uh, last time I think we had him locked up in a dungeon somewhere and had him being like raped by antelopes or something. I can't remember. Sounds painful. Uh, Buffalo Bill's basement. Buffalo Bill's, that was it. That was it. We did have to bring him back to life for that. It takes the, it takes lotion, the lotion out of the, the basket. It rubs the lotion on his skin. Yeah, we we beat the hell out of uh, out of out of blue. Actually, it's funny because Damoc actually abducted Zyber last time, and I'm I'm thankfully he got his OPC though. So he got his OPC, which means he released Zyber back into the world, and all all is good again. Yeah, but my ass still doesn't feel the same, and I still smell Mexico. It will never feel the same. So the question is, what would you give up to make this podcast number one? Now we'll we'll, we'll extend that to your specific podcast, Caleb, mm-hmm. not necessarily mm-hmm. this one that you're on currently. But that's a, that's an interesting question. It's actually one that I thought about because he, he popped that in there. I think yesterday or maybe it was today. But I remember reading it and going, "Wow, what 
what would I give up? And then, then really I thought about it after, after I read the first part of the question, I actually didn't even read the second part of the question and I was sitting there going, geez, would I really give up anything? I, <laughs> I, I just, I don't really know. I don't really know that I'd want that kind of notoriety. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that. Cause that's exactly how I feel. I don't want fame for fame's sake. Like I'm not interested in, in selling my soul for popularity. I podcast because I enjoy podcasting. I like to talk about these topics, these, you know, movies um, with my friends, these games with my friends and these weird, obscure things with my friends from a perspective of a dad and and a fully grown adult and understanding more about them and maybe why they were cool or why we liked them, or maybe we're dumb and we were wrong and they suck. Like the Darkwing Duck episode we just did. turns out that show's really bad, guys. Like, it is not good. It doesn't hold up well. No. But man, they they really, I mean, that show was really a parody of so many other shows. Oh, yes. But bad. I mean, there's like, it's funny though. My five-year-old loves it. It's, it still works on that level. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I, I thought about it, and I was trying to think, like, well, I thought about it from one point of view. I said, okay, would I really give up anything? And no, I, I, I do it because I like hanging out and and bullshitting with people and, and drinking, you know, drinking a beer or two. Um, or, it, well, it's only been two of these glasses. It's actually been, like, four beers, but it's only been two of these. Um yeah, I just I, I've always found that I just enjoy hanging out with people, meeting new people, you know, like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We had we've had some really great people on the show. I mean, people that I would have probably never talked to ever, you know, for any reason whatsoever, simply because just I, I would have had no real forum to do so. But I mean, mm-hmm. we talked to some great people like uh, like D got Dave and Basin from Hailstrom Games. Um, and that, that guy's a, a really cool cat, man. I mean, he's, he's, he's just really cool to talk to and really fun. And, uh, Shesman who did the parody episodes, I can't say enough good things about him, uh, as well as Brian and Susan Langell. I mean, those guys are, those guys are just fun and entertaining to talk to. Also, uh, also uh, Blue uh, brought, Blue in, brought uh, in, uh, ultra super, ultra mega, super for mega for us. Oh God. Yeah. Wilco and, uh, Perko, Perko and Wilco. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those guys are just Matt, like, I, I would never have talked to those guys ever just because they're on the opposite side of the world. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And it just, uh, I mean, it just really is, uh, it's, it's a great, like, it's been a great kind of way just to, just to hang out and get to know new people and, 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 and really just have fun. Also, yeah. also, um, guests from our community, our lovely friend Popsicle. Oh yeah, God, we've had Popsicle Thief mm-hmm, on. We've had mm-hmm. Damoc Shadow. I mean, he's from uh, Sweden. Yeah, he's he's our favorite Swede. How could you how could you ask that question? He's from Sweden. He's our favorite Swede. Right, I couldn't remember because I remember we were like, you know, yeah. Sorry, this shit's hitting me. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, you know, actually, it's funny because Popsicle Thief was on and like the only reason he drank crack and rum was because I had this like gallon and a half handle of it and I was drinking it for like four shows straight. I'm like, yeah, this stuff is great. And he just he's like, yeah, man, I'm drinking crack and rum. And we got him on the show that night and he was obliterated. Absolutely (laughs) obliterated. 
but it's great you know because you know you get to talk to people you get to just hang out you get to just talk about stupid shit stuff that you remember like fucking Darkwing Duck and Super Metroid yeah yeah and that's the beauty of our shows we used to do uh, our, our original show um, back in 2013 that I started was about Tom Clancy's The Division before it was released um, did that for a year and a half and then and then uh, it, it, we ended it because we didn't actually like the game. When it first came out, it was pretty rough. And we spent three months trying to work the podcast around that game. And it needed a lot of work. And it's gotten it. And it's a lot better than it was um, back then in, in uh, summer of 2015. Uh, or 2016, excuse me. And uh, we just said, we need to do something that... We can do a different topic every week and we can choose what we want to talk about. And we're always like upbeat and interested. Um, doesn't always work out that way. Um, a la the Darkwing Duck episode is actually kind of a bummer. Um, but, you know, like that's the idea and it keeps us interested and we can just like switch formats at a drop of a hat. And if you don't like that episode, we've got 70 other ones for you to choose from. And that's what's really nice about it. You know, it's just we're doing it for fun. We're not doing it for fame. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if people enjoy the show and people write in, they're like, hey, we really like it. Hey, cool. That's a bonus. But I don't really think that there's anything specific that I, I would I would say I'd really want to give up just to get fame, just to be number one. If you're doing that, I think you have bad motivations personally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you're if you're doing podcasting to become famous, then. I mean, yeah, if you're already famous and you're doing podcasting, that's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you're doing podcasts to become famous, then, I mean, really, I think you I think you've gone down the wrong path there. You've chosen poorly, as the knight out of The Last Crusade would have said. Mm-hmm. But now I thought about that question from a completely different side and said, OK, well, let's say that I did want to be number one. Let's just for let's play devil's advocate here and say I really did want to be number one. What would I give up? The three hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but that would probably be my answer now. Yeah, I just, I don't think there's anything I would give up. I mean, I really just don't care. I mean, even if, if, if it was that important to me, I'm sure I would give up anything. You know, you could ask, name your price. If I was motivated that way, um, it wouldn't really matter. Um, except for maybe, I think the thing I would never give up is my family. So my wife, my kids, I wouldn't do that. Um, but I like my job. See, that's the problem. I like my life. I like my life, guys. Like, I'm not willing to give it up. You can't take it from me. You know, I'm going to keep it. So can't do it. I don't really like this hair tie here because it keeps falling out of my hair. <laughs> so I'd give this up. I would that's give fair. this up right here. Good trade. Because I keep this actually right next to my monitor simply for those times where I get horribly drunk and I want to torture myself. And then I throw this in my head and then no matter what I'm doing, my hair falls out and it ends up in whatever I'm doing. Like if I'm drinking a beer, my hair ends up in my beer. If I'm eating something, my hair ends up in my in my food. If I'm playing a game, I'm sitting there with like hair around the thumbsticks going, what the fuck just happened here? So, yeah, I, I'd give that up. But yeah, sorry, Blue Man. I, I don't think there's. Uh, I, I, I actually, I don't think I want to be number one because that's that's too much stress. That means that I really gotta like work on things. And I think we're doing a lot of work now with, you know, getting the website brought up and shit. Honestly, just just keeping 
keeping new drinks on each show. I think that's enough work for me. Now, I don't know about that one. Let's see. They say the top podcasters make ten grand per po- per sponsor per episode, and most podcasters at the top have twenty or more sponsors. So you'd have to give up your family temporarily to jump to the top, and then once you jump to the top, you have all your sponsors, then you're hmm. good. It's getting there, but you're giving up your family for, who knows, is it a week? Is it six months? Is it three years? That's the question, I guess. That's a good point. Um, I think part of my reasoning why I have a hard time um, con- with the concept of that is that I do all of our editing, um, all the audio editing, and if it, I don't know who, which one of you guys does it, but like, man, that's a real bummer. Yeah, Cecil, it's a real bummer, man. Like, it's... It's boring. Actually, you know what? I found that editing a podcast where there's four completely hammered hosts <laughs> trying to talk about something is the funniest shit I've I do in a week. Really? Like there is nothing funnier than like you're sitting there and like Zyberblood will will randomly say something in the middle of his of his recording and it's something where he didn't rec- like he didn't mute himself and he'll randomly say it and I'll hear it because he didn't cut it out and I'll giggle to myself. I'll be like, Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I have to cut out a lot of vaping sounds. So, uh, cause when Alex gets drunk, he vapes and he doesn't forget, he doesn't remember to turn off his mic. So I hear the, and I have to cut that out. I've actually gotten so good. I can see it in the waveform and just like highlight cut, you know, <laughs> I'm like that good at it. Whenever somebody does a lip smack. Oh, I can call that out in a friggin' waveform without even thinking about it. I could be looking at the entire hour and a half episode and be like, that's a lip smack, that's a lip smack, that's a lip smack. Yeah, so I guess if you got popular, then you could hire staff to do that, and that kind of attractive to me. Like, I, I kind of like that idea. Now, see, like, that's, like, as I've started doing this more and more and more, I found a kind of weird, calming love for it the guys are really cool because they'll go through and they'll edit out all like the burps and farts or they'll edit in burps and farts but they'll like they'll get rid of like the major shit that's just wrong with it oh you have nice (laughs) co-hosts zyber blue and d they really go out of their way to really really not only on the show after the show things like social media they really go out of their way to try to make everything as easy as possible I need to steal one of you guys. <laughs> All right. My thing with the editing is it's so fucking funny to hear one-sided conversation from yourself, especially when you barely remember it. Yeah, some of those times, like, because I'll go through and I'll do a quick sweep on mine, and I'll just look for the, you know, the, the lip smacks and the, you know, the the burps and the, the keyboard clacks and stuff like that, and I'll edit those out quick. But listening to like like Zyber said, listening to one side of a conversation, and you're you're like sitting there going, "What the hell was I talking about?" <laughs> so I have Audacity running, and I'm using mic mute. And when I hit mic mute, I don't have a whole bunch of you don't see me farting or burping or especially vaping. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? Just just press the key, and it stops. It's a key. Well, that's the thing. Like, mic mute, not everybody uses mic mute. Yep. 
because yep. not everybody likes Mike Mute. Mike Mute, I feel, is fantastic. It's just you have to learn with Mike Mute. When you're done with with Mike Mute, like you're done for the day, you got to make sure to unmute your mic and then close Mike Mute. Because if you don't, it completely screws up all your recording settings, and then you're you're beating your head against the wall trying to figure out what the hell you just did. Yeah, I've used it and had mild success with it, and then all of a sudden one day it stopped working, and I haven't got to work since. So I don't know. I I I I swear by Mike Mute now, o- only because like before. We'd hit the button on the on the mic, and you'd hear that clunk, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I'd have to go through, and I'd be like, "All right, let me look for the clunk." And I got so used to looking for that clunk, I could j- just like a, a lip smack, I could recognize it in a waveform almost instantly and mute it out. But now that I got mic mute and it's down here, you don't get the clunk, and it's like, "Oh, this is fantastic." Yep, yep. So, we've got a bunch of questions. From the audience. Actually, uh, let me rephrase that. We got a bunch of questions from you, Zyber. <laughs> we got a few other questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We have a lot of questions for me. But on the side note, the, some of these questions were actually from last week that we just didn't get into because of time. But now, now we're making time for this. We're, we're, we're making time for your questions. That we are. Where, like, this week is not so relevant, but last week it was absolutely relevant for the Discord chat. Yeah, so if you're not in our Discord chat, oftentimes our topics will come directly from our Discord chat because we like to talk to the community, we like to talk to people, and you know, when somebody says something funny, we're working that shit into a show because if we found it funny, we want to share it with people in some way, shape, or form. So, the first question, well, Cyber, why don't you read that first question for me? All right, last week's topic in chat brought up by Senor Cecil was anal fissures. So my question was, what are anal or what are your feelings on anal fissures? Very bad. Very bad. No fun. Just bad. Well, funny piece of information on anal fissures is that 90% of human beings have had anal fissures and they don't know that they've had them. That's true. Because all an anal fissure is is literally a small tear in the lining of your colon or or anus that uh, you know just tears open for some reason. If you've had a really really big poop, you've probably had an anal fissure. If you've seen blood when you're wiping, probably had an anal fissure. It's probably an anal fissure. Yeah. <laughs> now my feelings on anal fissure—they just happen to be a thing of life. Eat a little more bran. Possibly uptake your fiber. But, uh, yeah. I mean, granted, you can get them from some severe anal trauma, too. I'm not discounting that. Thanks, Damoc. This is a very weird podcast, guys. This is super weird. Well, we take any question here. We don't, uh, we don't, we don't narrow it down to, hey, you've got to only ask this topic. Nah, you want, shit, you want to ask us what our feelings are on, on like the, the Mets chance in the playoffs? Fuck, well, we'll tell you. We probably have no clue, but we'll tell you. That's All fair. Right. So, anal fissures. Oh, boy. When I was in the Army, I got a hemorrhoid. Didn't know what it was. Had a pain in my ass. I was on a 30-day FTX, which is a field training exercise, and we're eating nothing but MREs. We got dropped off because I'm on a retrans team. They leave us alone. And, uh, my ass hurts. It's 
kind of weird. Well, the protocol from our unit when we actually got back to Fort Hood was we had to do sick call screening, which meant that uh, we would go and talk to a random medic. That medic would say whether or not you get to go to sick call uh, to get seen. I go in, I have to tell a group of guys, hey, my ass hurts. It's kind of awkward. And then they go, oh, well, we're going to have to see it before we send you to sick call because you could just be making it up. So let's go into the back office. Well, the back office is not an office. It's a closet. So me and another, me and another medic of male uh, went into a closet. I had to bend over boxes, drop trowel, spread cheeks. Yep, I've had anal fissures. Uh, I've definitely had a hemorrhoid. And, uh, yeah, I thought I'd just share that with you guys because it was the most awkward experience of my life uh, until we went to the hospital. And then they said, okay, well, that one looks pretty nasty. And I'm going, oh, shit. What do you mean it looks pretty nasty? And I was like, well, let's get a surgical consult. So now I have two doctors... Literally putting fingers in my ass. <laughs> I was not a happy person, but it was the army, and it was below 32, so it definitely was not gay. <laughs> so, tell me, how was it coming out of the closet? Oh, it was very fun. <laughs> Everyone was laughing. I was a little worried. These are what I like sure to what call... These are what I like to call adult problems. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're a kid, you never think of this stuff. You're not even worried about it. No, not a care in the world. Bills. Nah, what are bills? What's brand? Don't care about what you eat. Nope. You hit like a certain age and it's like, I got to deal with this now. I got to deal with polyps and fissures and blood and dying. It's real fun. Don't forget fistulas. You can't forget the fistulas. I love how we're deleting the next topic. <laughs> yeah. So, so this one, yes. I, I don't, I don't want to know the answer to this question. Really, to be perfectly honest. But your next question, Zyber, was: Are penal fissures a thing? They are. I, I, I did. I looked it up, and and it's 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 not called penal fissures, but there is a tearing in the urethra that can happen, most commonly with kidney stones. Um, but yeah, there, there is a tearing that can happen and I don't ever want to think of it past this show. In fact, I'm going to drink heavily, more heavily than I am right now. So I can forget that we're answering this question right now. So shifting gears right past that, going right past it. Cause I, I, I don't want to hear anything else about it. I really don't. Where does nougat come from? Oompa Loompas. Pretty sure. I was going to say the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. Sure. That's actually a good question. Where does nougat come from? Like, how do you make nougat? What is nougat? No, I got to agree. It's got to be Oompa Loompas. Exactly. That's why I'm asking. It tastes really good, but where does it come from? Well, the only thing I think of when I think of nougat is like a Three Musketeers. Like, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is a Three Musketeers. I mean, nougat's good. Yeah, no, it's very good. It's chewy. Using a variety of candy bars and chocolates. 
apparently it's um a family of convections made with sugar and honey roasted nuts like pistachios almonds hazelnuts and macadamia nuts are the most common um and i didn't even know it comes in three different kinds white brown and german really there mm-hmm. are three different kinds of nougat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the white one's from Spain. Majority uh, of of Spain uses white nougat. It has beaten egg whites in it with honey. And then uh, there's the brown one, which is probably the most common, um, which is made with egg whites and has like a firmer, like often crunchy texture. And then there's the, the German nougat, which is essentially chocolate and hazelnut. It's like a praline. Huh. That's what I didn't know. So, what kind of nougats in a Three Musketeers? Yeah, I think it's like a brown. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I actually I just learned something today. I might throw on Reddit on today. I learned. <laughs> you got some wrinkles right. in your brain. GNA, GNA. Now you know. Now you know. Yeah, now you know. All right. So next question from Zyber because you just barraged us with questions. Um, is it wrong to use a giant marshmallow as a as a flashlight? Flashlight. That that was flashlight. Were you meaning to say flashlight? Because I was trying to figure out how you would use a marshmallow as a flashlight. I mean, I guess you could light the damn thing on fire, but it really would just be more of a torch <laughs> nope, then, nope, not really that a flashlight. Be flashlight. All right. Um, Is it wrong? No. I mean, you can you can put your penis in anything, you know, like. It's not wrong. Uh, it might be a might be a poor choice. Um, although it might be a good choice. I don't know if you warmed it up. Kind of sticky though. It might burn you. Yeah, that's a bad. I think it's a bad idea. Well, I mean, you think of American Pie. I mean, that's true. Yeah, you could really you could really stick it in anything. Um, I mean, I think I think it would be a poor choice to then put those marshmallows back in the bag and stick them in the mm. cupboard for mm. s'mores later on. Definitely not considerate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that would be kind of a uh, quote unquote dick move. Poor taste. Yeah. In a variety of ways. Yeah. All right, Zyber, you're doing it wrong, man. The right way to do it is to put on a condom, go into the kitchen or your bathroom, warm up a washcloth, and wrap it around. And because you're wearing the condom, it feels the same. You just get the nice warm washcloth. Do not try and stick your dick. In a, mar- a marshmallow that you've had to light on fire. <laughs> it's not going to end well. See, what I was thinking about with it is, you know, you poke a hole in it, you take some coconut oil, slather that thing up, and go to town. What is wrong with you? I think you've thought too much about that. And I'm, I'm both scared and impressed. Eh. Well, I mean, 20 plus years, I mean, you kind of understand how my mind works. Yeah, yeah, good point. I mean, at least it was a marshmallow and not like a raccoon or something. Or a dead baby. Had to bring dead babies into this. Well, on to the next question. <laughs> All right. Uh, wow, this is a friggin' long one. Did you ever write a book on this? All right. Uh, if you had a snap ability, what would it be? When you snap your fingers, one thing would always happen. No alternatives. Uh, no alternatives to the rule. Uh, so be mindful of impulse snaps and think of the sort of think of the sort like when people snap fingers trying to remember something with someone. I'd also like to add in clarification, consequential rules do apply to this ability. So basically, anytime you snap your fingers, something happens. 
Correct. We get to pick our own. Correct. All Correct. Right, I guess we'll do a we'll do a round table on this one. Um, Damoc, what do you? What would you? What, what ability would you have to just snap your fingers and and it would happen? Oh, everybody's clothes would come off. That that's <laughs> easy. I, I know everybody laughs, but I mean, I don't snap my fingers. I crack my knuckles, but I don't snap my fingers. So when I did it, it'd be very very purposeful, and I can make every situation become far more awkward. And be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, uh, you didn't want to listen to me. Yeah, now everybody listens to me. All right. And in that instance, you said everybody. You didn't exclude yourself. So in that instance, your clothes would be gone too. I got no shame at all. All right. So, Fair enough. No big deal. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I run by the rule of, hey, if you happen to look through my window and you see me naked, that's an image you have to get out of your head. That doesn't scar me whatsoever. There's something you have to live with for the rest of your life. What about you, Caleb? What 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 power would you have of snapping your fingers and it happens? I'd like to snap my finger and be able to turn time off and on. So basically freeze time for my for everyone around me, not myself, obviously. So I could snap my fingers and then time freezes, do whatever I want, unfreeze time, because and then snap again, unfreeze time. Because hey man, you could rob a bank. You could you could do all sorts of stuff. I mean, you could just you could live forever. Technically, well, I guess time for you continues on in your own little bubble. So you're gonna eventually gonna die. But like, oh, maybe that's part of the rule. Maybe I'll just make it so like if I snap my fingers, every all time stops and all aging stops. So yeah, I like this plan. This is a very good plan. Well, in that instance, the way that I'm hearing what you said initially is, um, when I think about time, if you were to stop time, all all natural process of aging would stop anyways. Yeah. Right. So this is, this is a perfect plan. It can't go wrong. There's nothing you could say that would make it wrong. Uh, I'd have babies all over the country. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to talk about a little thing called consent, gentlemen. Or, or you would just have to invest in Trojan. Yeah. What about you, Zyberbud? What would your snap be? Um, my snap, I ah, shit. I'd have to go fucking General Mustang. Flames, baby. What you snap your fingers and you just shoot flames out of something? Nah, shit catches on fire, like in um Full Metal Alchemist, General Mustang. Oh, okay, okay. I was, I was, uh, my brain went to my car, and I'm like, well, my car's not on fire. I mean, yeah, I could, <laughs> I could light the tires up, but. I mean, I understand the consequences of like, you know, uh, trying to think of something when I'm trying to think of something, I'm snapping, shit's going to catch on fire, but eh, fuck it. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a really weird question. I mean, I honestly don't know how to answer that. (laughs) I mean, I snap my fingers and something would happen. I mean, I couldn't go something like, you know, I snap my fingers and money appears out of the air because that'd just be... I mean, it'd be handy, but eventually that would just kind of get old. Especially if it was like pesos. I'd be sitting there snapping but, for like four hours straight. But on that, when I was thinking about this question and thinking about money, that money has to come from somewhere. Oh, man. So now I got to, geez. So now I got to snap my fingers, get money, and then go find a mobster to launder the money. And who's to say that it wasn't his money in the first place? Great. That, that's going to work out well. Yeah, so snapping my fingers for money ain't going to work. Um, I know. I snap my fingers, and the person I'm looking at has an orgasm. 
That's good. Solid. Bravo. But what if it's one of those people that are like, he just sexually assaulted me? How would they know it was me? <laughs> I could be looking at somebody from like, I could be looking at somebody on TV and be like, snap. All of a sudden, All right. woo. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Man, it's a really good great, defensive though. and offensive weapon if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, some dude like comes up at me. I'm gonna wreck your face, snap! Oh my god, I need a wet nap. <laughs> yeah, you just make him do it over and over again, and then he's Man, really in pain. Live TV, like the news, would be very interesting. No, Caleb just brought up a good point. Man, if I kept snapping my fingers at somebody, that would eventually like you just start be shooting dust. Like mm-hmm. it would be a sandbar down there. <laughs> Orgasmo. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd get elephantitis of the genitals because, like, nothing else could do. They just keep going. Your prostate would be able to lift a mountain. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Because then you know what would be great? I could just be like, you know what? I want to rub one out. I got about, oh, four seconds. I'll just look in the mirror. Snap. Done. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Solid choice. All right, so Gravemind came up with a question in here. He snuck one in in the middle of uh, Zyber's Barrage. And I think this was actually specifically for pie day. So he asks, what is the best flavor of pie? And then he had a secondary question to that. Does cheesecake count as pie or cake or some amalgam, amalgam, um, I can't even read that. Amalgam, 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 amalgam. thank you, yep. of, of the two. That's a good question. What's the best flavor of pie? Uh, cherry pie, in my opinion, but that was my mom's favorite, so I eat it every year. I say blueberry, blueberry rhubarb. Hmm, hmm, that's a good one. I'm gonna go with Boston cream. Boston cream pie. There's a lot of good pies out there. I mean, there's banana nut, there's banana cream pie, key lime pie, there's cherry rhubarb, coconut cream. Coconut cream. There's just a lot of really great pies. I'm not a. There's huge... a lot of cream pies out there. <laughs> There's a lot of cream pies out there. I knew you were gonna go there. I just knew you were gonna go there. I, I actually would have to say I'm gonna go with an old classic. I'm gonna go with apple pie. Oh, you ever had apple pie with a slice of American cheese melted on top? Ah, uh, you ever had apple pie with bacon as the top crust? Mmm, that sounds amazing. Mm, no, but it sounds really good. Yeah, it's. It's amazing. Uh, my mother-in-law made it. And I have no clue why she made it or why she thought of it. She probably saw it on like Pinterest or something. But she made it, and I looked at it, and I'm like, that is that is just wrong. That, that, that just shouldn't be right. I tried a piece of it, and I'm like, bacon makes everything amazing. So does cheesecake count as pie or cake or that weird word that I'm not going to try to say again of the two? It is neither an amalgam. It is not um, pie. It, it, it to me is more of a cake. Yeah, it has cake in it. It's, the cake is part of the name. It's a cake. Yeah, I guess pie. I'm always kind of like pie has a filling of some sort, like cream pies, banana cream. You know, banana or uh, fuck, my brain just melted. <laughs> <laughs> banana cream. You went all over that banana cream. Key lime cream. pie. There we go. Key lime. Like all, you know, they, they all have some sort of filling in them. Apple pie, blueberry pie, rhubarb pie. All have fillings in them with a crust. So, yeah, I, I would have to say that cheesecake is, is definitely a cake, not a pie. Um, 
technically it's a pie. Any any pastry that is a crumb crust filled with a custard and baked is a pie. Yeah, he's right. But it doesn't have a top crust. Doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't matter, but in my opinion... Pumpkin pie doesn't have a top crust. Yeah, bingo, right there. The texture of it makes me think more cake than pie. Yeah, but like you said, anything with a with a bottom crust is considered a pie. So that would even include things like custard is technically a pie. So creme brulee is a pie? Yep. Yep. So Nanaimo bars are a pie? I mean, moon pies are pies. You know, they're, they're technically um, like pasties, you know, like the, the wrapped pastries or moon pies are the same thing, you know, but that's still considered a pie. So well, would you consider pasty, but. would you consider a fruit tart a pie? Yeah, but we're talking about All like right. legalese definitions here. So, I mean, in my heart of hearts, no. I have two things I now have to jump on Reddit and put under today. I learned putting all those wrinkles in them brains today i mean i'm i'm soaking my brain in enough alcohol that i possibly will remember it possibly not but yeah all right so last question we have is actually from microbrew the dick who couldn't be here tonight i mean we love you we love you (laughs) what's sexier kilts or lederhosen's like why is this even a question i know everybody knows it's kilts Oh, no, no. Lederhosen, man. Kilts are just skirts. Women already wear skirts. I mean, skirts are hot. Don't get me wrong. Like, I like I like a good skirt on on a woman, but, like, sexy lederhosen? Come on. That's where it's at. Oh, oh, so you're going on, like, women. All right. Yep. I mean, that's what I'm attracted to. I mean, if you're attracted to dudes and you find them more uh, attractive in kilts, I can see that. I can see where that's going. No, coming. no. I'm thinking of myself, like... I look better in a kilt than Lederhosen. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yourself. Yeah, I'm, well, you might be surprised how good you look in some Lederhosen. You know, you got to try it on. You got to you gotta at least, like, look at yourself in the mirror. Oh, oh, I have. I have. Huh. I honestly, like, I'm trying to imagine kilts and Lederhosen, and all I'm coming up is a person wearing a kilt and Lederhosen, and I'm, I'm both scared and aroused at the same time. It's kind of weird. I yeah. think I'm going to go Lederhosen's. I, I, I think I'm going to lean Lederhosen's on this. Yeah, it's a better choice. Because kilts, I kind of, I, I don't know, I, I kind of look as kilts as more of a, like a daily wear, I guess, or, or maybe a battle wear. Because, <laughs> man, there's nothing like, you know, just flashing off some genitals at your enemy to piss them off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get them mad. Yeah. Make them hate you for showing them bowels. What about you, Damoc? So... Lederhosen is everyday wear to me. A kilt, while I'm not interested in men anymore. (laughs) Uh, uh, The kilt would be sexier, but Lederhosen, I'm looking at pictures of it going, "Ah, it's like shorts with the little spandex strap things with the chest piece, and it's not very attractive. Well, just imagine... The shorts with just the strap pieces, mm-hmm. no chest piece. Mm-hmm. Imagine okay. her wearing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could have fun with that, but if she's wearing a kilt, then we can go out to the park and sit on a park bench and do our thing, and no one will know. I mean, I, I like a kilt. Oh, they'll know. 
They'll know. I think we're 50-50 split kilt leader hosen here. I mean, different, different strokes for different folks, you know? I can run with that. I can definitely run with that. Cyberblood, why don't you tell people where they can find you at? Well, you can find me on uh, my my Facebook for Cyber Games, um, Twitter for Cyber Games, also palling around on the GNA, Facebook, Twitter, um, and Discord. And that's Cyberblood, Z Y B E R B L O D, and Cyber Games, Z Y B E R G A M E S. All right. Damoc, tell people where they can find you at. Uh, first, Zyber, thank you very, very much for the microphone. I know I sound welcome, more brother. like a douchebag now, and it's fantastic, and I am absolutely loving it. Um, <clears throat> if you did want to find me, I mostly hang out in the GNA podcast, and uh, if we do have any Russian viewers around, my ladies are absolutely clean. You should visit Damoc.net, order them all up. We'll be good. It helps me uh, pay for this podcast and takes care of everything. Don't do it. Don't go to Damoc.net. For please, for the love of God, don't go to Damoc.net. Don't go. Don't go. Because once you see the rings, it's all over. No, oh, and the bands. It's just, it's not a good day. Caleb, where can people find you at, man? I don't know. I'm kind of distracted by going to Damoc.net right now. Um, don't do it. Oh, this is very bad. Oh. Um, people can find me uh, on Twitter at Caleb MCC, or you can follow Geek Squatch uh, at Geek Squatch Pod on Twitter. Go to GeekSquatch.com. You can check out episodes there or wherever, um, wherever your podcasts are found. You should generally find us. Um, but if you can't, just go to GeekSquatch.com. Um, you can find us on iTunes uh, under Geek Squatch and um, send us an email at podcast. At- I, I'm really distracted by this website, guys. This is wow. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I'll do that in a second. Um, uh, you can find us at geeksquatch.com and, and email us at podcast at geeksquatch.com. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Anytime. Thank you for being on. And you can also find Blue. Uh, Blue Shark couldn't be here, but he's uh, he's Blue Shark 45 on Mixer. He's I think he's the Blue Shark 45 on Twitch because Blue Shark 45 was taken. You can also find him on Twitter at Blue Shark. You can also find him trolling around the GNA podcast Discord. You can also find him in a lot of the other ones, TPCs. Um, where did uh, where did Remy move his other one? His division one, he moved over into it, and they merged with somebody. You can find him there too. You can find him pretty much uh, in most of the major Ninja Pancake podcast um, discords, as well as Twitter, Facebook, all pretty much at uh, Blue Shark Forty Five or the Blue Shark Forty Five. You can also find D. D couldn't join us tonight either, but you can find D at microbrewgamers.com. Uh, he's also on Twitter at microbrewgamers, and that's with a Z at the end, so gamers with a Z. You can also find him trolling around the GNA Discord, and he does have a microbrew Discord out there. Uh, I don't know how much he's been pushing it, but he, he's been pushing out there. He's also on YouTube. He's got a great YouTube channel where he does beer reviews and retro game reviews in the same video. Um, and he's they're, they're, they're decent. They're very, very informative. I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me at Twitter at Cecil vs. Games and Cecil Xavier everywhere else. And I literally mean that. If you search for Cecil Xavier everywhere else, you will probably find me. Except on Facebook, if you search there, you're going to find some dude in fatigues. That's not me. I'm the other guy. Um, But you can find me, Cecil Xavier, on Mixer, YouTube, Twitch, 
you stream everywhere else you to try to try to track me down. So we hope you all enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Reviews on iTunes help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, help other people, let them know. Give us a rate and review. You can also find us on Android with Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, wherever the hell else you want to find us. I actually was looking on some other places and found us and was completely amazed that we were there because I never even heard of the site. Uh, but if if we're not there, let us know. We'll upload there, except for Spotify. That's that's a, a, a long Stockholm Syndrome story that I don't want to get into. You can also follow us on Twitter. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word, or join the Discord chat. See that pinned tweet. We're on Facebook. Uh, check out us on Facebook, at GNA Podcast. We post all of our different events there for calendar feeds we also post them in our discord chat under new schedule so we've been doing a lot of things such as anime night and game show night uh, as well as movie night we're going to be starting up here uh, maybe every other week where we watch a movie just some random old movie that we're interested in watching so you can find uh, find all of our events posted out on facebook as well as in our discord feed so search us at gna podcast We've started playing and hosting guests on our streaming feeds, www.twitch.tv forward slash GNA podcast or mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast. So check us out there. If you want to be hosted there, let us know. Shoot us a, a PM or a DM or whatever the hell you want to call it, and we'll host you up there. Uh, we are also partnered with Humble Bundle. Um, if D was here, I would rag on him to tell us about Humble Bundle, but Humble Bundle is a gaming, a game purchasing service that we, GNA, are partnered with. You purchase games like you normally would anywhere else, but with a twist. You can actually choose where you want your money to go. You can give money to the publisher, you can give money to Humble Bundle, or you can give money to the charity that is being promoted at that point in time. Also, since we're partnered with them, you can choose to give us money as well or not. Honestly, I don't care if you give us money. I would prefer you give it all to charity. But if you would like to, just to tag us so that it'll come up in our feed and let us know that we sent you there, you can just simply put question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of any link that you're using at Humble Bundle, and that will link it to us and let not only Humble Bundle know, but it'll let us know, not necessarily us directly know that, hey, this dude specifically chipped in. We just get a feed saying, hey, somebody chipped in, bought this bundle, and it was underneath your link. So it lets us know, and it allows us to actually go out there and tell how much money we've you know, maybe made for Humble Bundle and for charity. Um, in fact, if I was better prepared, not, not horribly drunk, I actually would have already had Humble Bundle pulled up, and I could tell you exactly how much money we've made for charity, which I'm going to pull up here in just a second. Because... But... At this moment in time, we have made $19.07 for charity. Uh, and that was from the middle of February until now. We'll be doing monthly reports as soon as we get to the end of this month, but we start up mid-February, so we, uh, we're just including that now. But, you know, we buy games from Humble Bundle and we use them on our game show night. So if you give us any money through that, then we're probably going to turn around, buy a Humble Bundle, and give it away so the more codes we have to give away the more we're going to give away on game night um let's see here we are a proud member of the ninja pancake community so you can check out our good friends like tinks at loot shoot lane and we want to th give a, a thank you to morgan bs photography 
for our new logo and artwork that we have on our Facebook page as well as our website. So check him out at morgandbs.com. Uh, email us at GNA Podcast at GNA and your DNA dot one with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us we're screwing up. Tell us we're doing great. Tell us anything. We don't care. Tell us what you feel about the new Avengers movie that's coming out. We'll read it on the air because well, we like to do. Last but not least, check out our website, www.gnapodcast.com. It's short and sweet right now. It's just got our RSS feed and a list of our shows, but we're going to be adding new things to it like a store for merchandise. We're going to be adding game reviews, alcohol reviews, all that sort of fun stuff as time goes on. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight, spending some time. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely, brother. It's been great, as always. Yeah. Hashtag uh, dicks out for Damon. I don't want to know what that means. Join the Discord chat. Um, you'll figure it out real, real quick. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, brother. Bunch of cocksuckers in here.